The National Labor Unions came in and spent tens of millions of dollars trying to convince people that Ron Johnson had passed laws to enrich himself and his rich buddies. It, you can see the They have done that man a disservice. Yeah, they've, they're running commercials on it right now. It's totally bogus and false. What Ron Johnson did was heroic. He stood up and said, wait a minute, if we're going to give tax breaks to corporations, let's give those same tax breaks to all of the small businesses in America. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. Election Day on November 8th is fast approaching. Early in-person voting will begin Tuesday, October 25th and through Friday, November 4th. Absentee ballots have already been mailed out. Bill, you have some information that you'd like to share with Fact Check listeners. What do people need to know? Well, I receive phone calls around every election asking me all kinds of questions. And the first thing that I would like people to be aware of is that there is a website that they can go to that will answer all of those questions for them. And the website is myvote.wi.gov. It's really a great website. Everything you need to know about voting and finding your polling place and getting registered, it's all there. Yeah, and if you can't quite remember that address, which again is myvote.wi.gov, just do a simple Google search and it's going to come up. And we have had redistricting, and so it is possible that some of our listeners might have a new polling location. Right. So it might pay to take the time to go and just verify that you still have the same polling location the last time you voted in a fall election. So... One of the things that I was curious about is what's going to be on my ballot. Mm -hmm. So I live in the city of La Crosse. I typed in my address, and it pulls right up the ballot. So I can see all of the races that I can vote on. And, of course, most people are well aware of who's running for the state offices, but they might not be as aware of offices like treasurer or secretary of state or maybe even attorney general. So if you pull up your ballot... You can take a look, familiarize yourself with who the candidates are that are running. And of special interest to me is the referendum that's been placed on the ballot by the La Crosse School District. And, of course, most people by now have heard that that referendum is requesting $194.7 million. I don't know why they didn't just round it up to 195 uh, to build a new super high school on the south side of La Crosse. And... It just seems like this isn't a very well thought out plan. I was amazed to read in the La Crosse Tribune on Sunday that their editorial board came out strongly against the idea of voting for this referendum. The La Crosse Tribune editorial board, no bastion of conservatism, is advising people to vote no on the referendum. So I thought that was really interesting. I have yet to meet someone who is not affiliated with the school district and and even some of them who are aren't in favor, but I I haven't met anyone who's actually in favor of it. I have not either, although I will say that I see a sign on the street that I live on of somebody who says vote yes. Okay. Every time I drive by, of course, there's a half a dozen signs for people saying vote no, but I just have to wonder if these people work in education or, or right, what, their, right. what their affiliation is. But, you know, regardless of whether you work in affili- uh, in uh, education or not, this is just a bad plan. 
and they need to go back to the drawing board. They, they need to pursue an option that maintains the cultural identity of the North Side and the Logan Rangers and, uh, and maintains all those extracurricular activities, too. And with realistic expectations on the taxpayers. Yeah, please not another $195 million. Can we Can we bring that number down to a more reasonable level? Another resource that I think people might find helpful, if you live in the city of La Crosse, they have a website. It's cityoflacrosse.org. And again, you can request an absentee ballot there. Uh, you can find out how to become a poll watcher there. So a really nice resource from the city of La Crosse, a city of Onalaska, I checked out their webpage too. They have a really nice uh, website that, that helps people with election issues. If your city doesn't have a website, you're going to have to go down to the city clerk's office to get answers to some of these types of questions. So in the course of doing the research, something I found on the city of La Crosse's website, which was news to me, is that Wisconsin law requires every employer to grant an unpaid leave of absence to each employee who is appointed to serve as an election inspector. So those are the paid positions. It's a long day. They they get there early in the morning and they right. don't leave until well after the, the, the polls close. But I thought that was really interesting that state law actually provides for people to have time to go and do this. So uh, a very interesting uh set of research. The last thing that I wanted to mention is that the La Crosse County Republican Party has a webpage. That webpage is lacrossegop.org. And you can actually click on uh, the About Us tab and then click on Contact Us and you can send us an email. So if you're interested in becoming a poll watcher, we can help you with that. If you're interested in becoming an election inspector, which is the paid position, We'll make sure that we contact you in future elections. We appointed over 100 people in La Crosse County for this election to be paid election inspectors. So, so what is the difference between the two roles? So the, the poll watcher is someone who sits and watches. They observe what goes on in the polling location. The election inspectors actually conduct the election, and there are a number of different positions uh, that have to be filled. So, of course... Everybody's been there and gone through the process and, and, you know, all the different tables that are set up. And, of course, each of those people has different functions. There are people that are in charge of each polling station. So there's a, there's a lot of different jobs that can be done there. But the point is this. A lot of people are concerned about election integrity. And you actually have the opportunity to go and work as a Republican in our polling locations and be paid for it. And what better way to ensure that there's integrity in our elections than to actually be there and work the election? Last option is you can call and leave a message at the Republican Party of La Crosse County's uh, message box, which is 608-409-3180. 608-409-3180. Leave a message. We'll get back to you. Okay, so there are a lot of interesting races in this election. Some of your thoughts on those? Yes, this is absolutely one of the most interesting elections I can remember. And at the top of my list... You say that all the time, but we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I do find elections very interesting. I have to own up to that. I I love politics, and, and I find this very interesting. So at the top of my list, 
is the race between Ryan Hipsch and Steve Doyle for the 94th Assembly seat. This is voting to be a Republican election year. The generic congressional ballot has been ranging between 4 and 8% in favor of Republicans. So that's, that's forecasting a, good, a very good year for Republicans. And I have to wonder what's going to happen in this race, because this is a 52% Trump district. Dan Kapanke won this district by over 7% over Brad Paff. And the question here is, do Republicans continue to vote for Steve Doyle? Because that's how Steve Doyle is being reelected. He's winning with the swing voters, but he's also getting Republicans that cross over to vote for him. So it's going to be super interesting to see what happens in this race. Both sides, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, have both spent big on this race. So it'll be interesting to see if Steve Doyle can hang on to that seat. Now, he says he's Mr. Bipartisan, which is obviously why he might get some of those swing voters. He's a heck of a used car salesman. That's all I'll say. Okay. All right. <laughs> he's he's not. He's I gave not, you an opportunity he's not there. Mr. Okay? <laughs> all he's, right. He's a partisan Democrat, and anybody that says differently, well, I'd love to talk to you. And you can't go anywhere without running into a political ad for either Michaels or Governor Evers. Fifty-five million dollars has already been spent on this race. Unreal. I, I am as trying. a member of the media. I just want to thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope there's a little something in your paycheck, Jen, because I'm sure that not only Midwest Family, but all the radio stations and television stations are doing very well right now. But truthfully, it's absurd. I mean, it's it's on your phone. It's everywhere. It's- and they're all filled with lies. <laughs> so uh, please don't base your vote on what you see in these 60-second commercials because it is really bad. We, we got to do something about that in this country. So... Uh, Race number two on my list is the governor's race. $55 million spent on polling. Uh, Tim Michaels versus Tony Evers. Um, what's interesting to me about this race is uh, if you go to Real Clear Politics, uh, they list all of the polling across the country. And I did that today. I went back and reviewed. And I couldn't find a poll that shows Tony Evers above 50%. Mm. So he's consistently polling in this 46, 47% area. And it's a well-known fact that when an incumbent is polling below 50%, it shows they're in trouble. Because after all, voters have had three and a half years now to figure out you know, if they like this guy or not. And the fact that he isn't polling above 50% says that this is probably going to be a very close race between Tim Michaels and Governor Evers. But it looks like Tim I, uh, Tim Michaels is positioned to pull this one off, in my eyes. Is there anybody out there that hasn't made up their mind yet? The, unbelievably, there are. There <laughs> still are undecided voters. I've actually talked to these people in past elections. Huh. I mean, after all, the election is way, way off on November 8th, right? Which is right now about three weeks away. But So there will actually be people who will have not decided what they think about this. And God forbid that they would make up their minds based on what they see in television commercials oh, because I know. it's it's disgusting what we're seeing in there. But um, but yes, there there will be undecided voters who are deciding late here. We also know that Republicans don't want to tell pollsters what they really think. Right, right. They call them the shy Republicans. They may say I'm undecided when they're really not undecided. Uh, so uh, going back to what I said previously about. Uh, 
in these types of races, the challenger candidate generally wins the majority of those undecided voters, which ends up determining the outcome. So uh, it looks like uh, Tim Michaels might pull an upset uh, in this one. So we touched on it a little bit, um, the La Crosse School District referendum. Yeah. Yay or nay, what's happening there? Yeah, that one looks like it's going down in flames, but in my head, I just can't believe it because I've lived here for 25 years, 26 years now, and uh, I've never seen a school referendum fail in the city, in the La Crosse School District. Well, judging by yard signs only, you know, if that's our measure of success, yeah. I see the vote no signs everywhere. Well, the old saying is that yard signs don't vote. And in my mind, I just find it amazing that uh, that this could actually fail. But, uh, you know, another thing I, I wanted to mention about that is I did some research. And if this does not pass, the average homeowner in La Crosse is going to save over $200 per every $100,000 of assessed value. So if you have a $200,000 home, you're going to save $400 a year on your property tax. Hmm. And it goes up from there. So um, part of me wonders how much of that might play into this. I mean, this is a big drop in taxes if this doesn't pass. Now, that won't be forever. Obviously, the school district does need oh, funds. We do need to do something for the schools. Until, the, until <laughs> April when they right. run the NEST referendum. Right, right, right. And they, hopefully they, they have a plan that actually meets the needs of families and students in our community because this one's a stinker. Agreed. All right, Van Orden versus Path. Yeah, uh, I moved to La Crosse in 1996. And... Uh, Ron Kind has been my congressman for 20, coming up on 26 years. So the really interesting thing about this race between Van Orden and PAF is that it looks like Derek Van Orden is cruising to a victory here. The, the 3rd Congressional District is a vast geographical area that includes all or part of 19 counties. It is very rural. Oh, surprise, there's a lot of places that don't even have broadband access. So communicating to these people, building name ID is a monumental task. And Van Orden's been campaigning for three years now, relentlessly. I just don't see that Brad Paff is going to be able to pull this one off. I like Derek Van Orden to end 26 years of a Democrat representing our part of the state in Congress. One other race that uh, that we should uh, briefly touch on is the, the United States Senate race. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting to me because we did a podcast on this earlier this year entitled The Lies of the Left. The national labor unions came in and spent tens of millions of dollars trying to convince people that Ron Johnson had passed laws to enrich himself and his rich buddies. It, you can see the They commercial. have done that man a disservice. Yeah, they've, they're running commercials on it right now. It's totally bogus and false. What Ron Johnson did was heroic. He stood up and said, wait a minute, if we're going to give tax breaks to corporations, let's give those same tax breaks to all of the small businesses in America. And, you know, that's, that's fairness. In, in fact, I have to say at the time when I first saw this legislation and saw that it left out small businesses, I was furious because there's just no justification for that. So Ron Johnson is a great U.S. senator, and thank God his opponent, Mandela Barnes, is 
as far left as you could possibly be. Wants Extreme. To, wants to defund the police, et cetera, right. et cetera. But polling is showing Ron Johnson significantly ahead by six points in the latest Marquette poll. He's and done a good job for Wisconsin. He has. He's He's been a good United States senator. You may not. Who are you going to agree with 100% of the time? Right. But, but generally speaking, I think he's been a great senator. And uh, it looks like he is certainly uh, cruising to victory. And then the last thought on this is that what's amazing is Republicans always underperform in these polls. So if we go back to November of 2016, the market poll had Donald Trump trailing Hillary Clinton by 12 points. Yeah. So the fact that any poll, especially from Marquette, is showing Republicans ahead or within striking distance in the case of Tim Michaels, I think that bodes really well for Republicans. Well, right on. Again, the website you want to go to if you want more information about uh, where to vote, how to vote. Go to myvote.wi.gov or go to lacrossegop.org. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation on our Facebook group, go to Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Thanks for listening to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective.